Welcome to Meta Moments, very, very, very long extended moments, episode 41. Meta Moments is a show where we look at the PvP, competitive PvP environment in Galaxy of Heroes. I'm your host, Ken. And in this particular show, we're now in the defense setting phase of week three of season 46. And this is the first time in like a year, I believe, since we've had three Datacron sets active at the same time. Very, very interesting from a strategic perspective, although in terms of effective impact, sort of a whale problem. So I know some of those whales or whale adjacents or people who have um, set 12 datacrons, one of them or two of them with level six, maybe a level nine are listening to this. So perhaps that's useful to you. Or at the very least, you'll be facing one or two people in your bracket that have some of those. So you might want to consider on how you're going to place your offense and defense based upon that. In a way, theoretically, I find it very interesting strategically to think of what I might want to do in that situation. So this show, this very long show for our meta moments, is looking at (laughs) solving my problem. What am I going to put on defense? It ties a little bit into my defensive strategy of changing it every week. This last week being especially complicated um, because uh, the three Datacron sets that are active and a huge amount of data available for the first two weeks. um, It makes it a little more easy that there's only sort of two impactful Datacrons that probably most people will have to worry about. Um, and that's Afra and Hut Cartel. Whether that's the Hut Cartel, like the best one, level six, there's a few good ones that are going to have some impact, but really it's the, the main one with all the wordy text, the level six, or uh, Boosh, level nine. Both of those are very impactful in terms of what the, the Java team can do. And Afra, the level nine, it's the same level nine we had um, some seasons ago, where she takes a turn after every droid turn. Um, and allows her to kill a wider variety of teams. But that is not the only focus. The the way that I'm going to approach this um, episode is to look at all of the GLs, because frankly, well anyway, let me first describe my approach. Look at all of the GLs. What are non-GL teams that beat them? What are GL teams that beat them? And then lastly, what impact would the Set 12 Datacron have on any of these matchups. And the reason why I'm approaching it this way is because there is no GL with the exception of Leia, really. There is no GL who doesn't have at least one non-GL team who has like an 80, 90%, in some cases it's almost 100% um, chance to to beat them. So uh, who was it? I forget who it was, one of the content creators, or maybe a few of them, maybe it was a Reddit post, sorry that I don't remember the specifics, was talking about how this season is like a season of defense or something like that. And on on one hand, I I definitely get that, um, the idea where there's some crazy ass defenses out there, but on the other hand, this is such a season for offensive focused players, because there is no team besides Leia, and even that, in my mind, is, is solved, although very, very relic gear level 
technical play dependent. So let's, let's put that to the side. Besides Leia, all the other teams have non-GL counters. I mean, it's amazing. Even really weird esoteric teams, just there's so many powerful offensive options that you have that aren't GLs, that you can drop half or more of your GLs safely on defense. And unless your opponent places a very good trap for you and you make a mistake on the front wall, you're probably gonna clear. Again, this is a very much like assuming an equal roster size, relatively similar gear levels, relic levels, etc. When you're facing opponents that are two million more than you and you, you're two down, two GLs down, of course that statement doesn't apply. So, back to the way I'm approaching this. Let's look at each GL. What are the non-GL options? What are the GL options? Um, and then what does the set 12 datacrons potentially change up in that metric? Because for me, that'll determine what I put on defense. I need to know what I need to keep to keep to beat any potential offensive compositions. And I put the rest on defense, broadly speaking. So let's go through the GL's most recent to oldest. That's how I sorted them. Um, couple of notes ahead of time. Leia beats every other GL in a variety of comps of whatever, you know, you could take the toxic version on offense, not really needed, just take in two tanks, you know. Um, she beats every other GL, most of them on auto. So keep that in mind if you choose to use her for offense. Um, additionally, all of the GLs can be beaten by their mirror. So I'm not gonna mention that in most, most cases, for most of these GLs. Um, and maybe it's not like an exact mirror. You know, usually you take in one slightly different character uh, that makes your, the mirror fight a little bit better. You know, Ray's a great example. You never take in a straight mirror. You're always gonna add, you know, another healer or another tank or something like that, um, or TM generator or something. Um, so all the GLs can be beaten by their mirrors most easily. If you go to the GL stage, Leia beats everything. And I'm also not gonna mention many comps that have only one or two successes, even if they look like easy successes, just not enough data to sort of like base a strategy on. And I'm not gonna mention stuff that has, unless it's an exception where all of these results are obviously like not using a datacron or something like that, but less than 50% success, I'm not gonna talk so much about those. Certainly they could work. If there's a relic differential there, you could take advantage of it. Um, but less than 50%, I usually will not talk about those or include them in my summary. So that's seven minutes without talking about a single stat. Let's go ahead and get started. Leia. I'm only talking about the toxic version here. There are many varieties of Leia comps. Um, some of them are a little better or worse against other particular comps. But broadly speaking, the toxic one has the, the worst win rate against it. So the only team that, the only non-GL team that has a reasonable chance of success is Riva with Malikos, actually. This is one of those situations where there's not a lot of data points to base it on, but conceptually, it makes a lot of sense. You gain the crit immunity, 
you gain the, the revive, the safety, assuming Malikos has all three Omicrons, a big ask, you know, it's, it's a lot of varieties here, but this is the, the main non-GL team that I see that does the best against the worst of the Leia comps. That's pretty much it. Straight up Riva, all Inquisitors, uh, like 30% chance or something. So I'm not considering that reasonable against most comps. Once you add a GL, um, you tend to have much better options here. So I, first of all, believe that a well set up JML team with a tank in the fifth spot, fifth spot and knowing how to play it gives you like 80 to 90% success rate. There's very little RNG involved, assuming you play well. However, the comp as a whole is like 50-60% because there's lots of decisions and many people don't know the correct decisions. I totally accept that. So taking that comp aside, there are a few comps that give you much better success. Um, the most popular is Riva with SLKR as a not as a lead. Quite a few, um, this has been used quite a few times with I think like 80% success or something. Another one where SLKR is the lead with Malakos in there and a bunch of other unaligned force users. Not quite as many attempts as the Riva team, but also a very high success rate. So that's great. JML, again, in my mind with a tank as a fifth, Plower Mace being the best and playing it well, this is a great success. Um, Java, again, this is not with season 12 datacrons. Java and C, like the full C, Trey, etc. Uh, both can do it, but they're like 30-40%. Very playstyle dependent, relic level dependent, datacron dependent. That's pretty much all you've got. Now, when you add in the season 12 datacrons, this is when it gets a little bit more interesting. Obviously, we don't have GAC data, but there is some data from TWs, an enormous amount of arena tests, which for Leia and Java, the, the comps don't really change that much when you take them to GAC or TW, um, but Java mostly with the Bush Omicron, but I've seen plenty of successes with the Hut Cartel level six, the, the good one. Um, Java is going to easily take out Leia. So assuming your opponent or you have the Jabacron and they know what's going on sort of in the meta, they'll probably use this to kill Leia. And there's no, no particular Leia comps that seem to hold up better to it. It just it's pretty easy to kill the Leia team with this. I've seen a few tests with it. Just target Leia, hit auto, and you're good. <laughs> I'm not sure that I would play that way, but Java versus Leia seems like the go-to counter in the future, as well as now in this third week of GAC. But that's about it. Um, let's move on to Java. Non-GL Java teams, you have Riva and Afra, without, again, without season 12. Both dunk on, on Java very easily. Even higher win rate than that is Troopers with Magma in there. Um, again, look at the comps on, I'm not telling you the strategy or everything, there's videos on Grand Arena Science, etc. But those three teams, like over 90% success rate. Not very hard to kill Java without a GL. Once you add in there Phoenix, Starkiller, CLS, all of those have over 50% success rate. Again, can be higher depending on certain comps and datacrons and blah, 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 but... And then you have two shots, Night Sisters, or, and then a bunch of other teams. So Java on defense in the current meta, 
I've had some comments on uh, on Discord, which are very true, you know, depending on your your roster and relic levels and such, and your opponents especially. If your opponent is having a hard time one-shotting Java, I mean, why not keep putting him on defense? Most people, you know, of your opponents, maybe one out of 50 is going to listen to this podcast, and one out of 20 is going to know a bit about what's going on in the meta and good teams and stuff like that. So if you pay attention to that, you'll have a huge advantage. Um, GLs for Java. SLKR, you don't need anything special, just full first order team. That takes out Java very easily. Bad banners, but pretty easy. Um, Lord Vader with a few different comps does it quite easily. Um, JMK with Bad Batch Echo uh, is like the highest success rate and the highest banners, I think, overall. Um, what will change when you add in Set 12 Datacron for HUD Cartel? So, I think Lord Vader will still probably do well. Um, the whole team is immune at different thresholds for damage over time effects, percentage health effects. So, I mean, the, the Hut Cartel level 6 and the Boosh, you know, level 9, they give you uh, armor penetration and some immunities and stuff like that. That's going to make it harder, but it's still very doable, I think. Um, I think JMK might be the easiest, especially if you have the no revive for Sokatano, because then you can get the Wookiee out of the way first, and then he's not going to bother you, you can go straight for the rest. That's probably going to be the easiest counter to set 12 Java on defense. Um, JMK, I think, will probably be the go-to counter with the no revive level 6. I still have some questions about the damage that the, the uh, thermal detonators will do, um, with all the additional ones being applied. But yeah, we'll see. Um, and, you know, Afra is going to have her set 12. If without Afra's uh, set 12, Jabba's going to destroy the team. With set 12, she may wipe the floor again with Afra, with, uh, with Jabba. If Afra has a set 12 and Jabba has a set 12, but I don't know. Um, they get a lot of bonuses, extra TM um, that they didn't have previously when she was killing the Java teams. I think it's likely she will still win, but I wouldn't bet on it. I would want to see somebody else try it before I bet my GAC on it. Let's just say that. So I think with Java you have the most interesting changes going on with set 12. Um, Lord Vader. I'm only looking at Candorous Ordo or Piet versions, nothing else. Everything else, rather, let's say everything else besides those two versions can be killed pretty easily and reliably with Phoenix um, or Fennec. Or Troopers, or I mean, a lot of options. But those two versions, so Candorous is easiest. Um, Phoenix and Fennec still beat that team like 60% success, something like that. Mostly relic dependent. Um, when, with Piet in there, it drops them to like 30-40% success. Um, however, again, hey look, here's Seer Malikos going in there. Seer Malikos, it's almost 100% success. Uh, not very many comps, but Seer Malikos on offense is a monster. Kills, I think, all except like three of the GLs pretty, uh, pretty well. Um, so if you add a GL, what are you going to beat Lord Vader with if you're using a GL? JMK all the time, JML all the time, SLK like 80% depending on comp. Um, 
what changes for, and remember, I'm not talking about 50% or less comps, even though there's a lot of successes and maybe half the failures are because people are taking in like their GL with no data cron or something. It's crazy when you look at the results. This happens a lot. Still not talking about those. I'm not saying what I'm summarizing here are the only options, just like broad generalizations for many of your opponents. Um, so again, Lord Vader, if you add in set 12, Afra is going to kick his ass again. Nothing is going to really stop Afra with set 12 there. Um, next GL, JMK. So this is only with Commander Sokotano and Padme in the team. Without those two, Gas, for instance, stands a much better chance. Um, but without with those two in there, uh, you only really have Riva as a meaningful option as non-GL. You, you have Maul plus Gar and Imperial Super Commando in there. But they don't really have a good success when Padme's on the team. Without Padme, they do pretty well against GMK, but with Padme, not so much, like 30% or something. Um, some people talk about Padme Cat, Galactic Republic versus JMK. It doesn't work in Kyber 1, period. Zero successes. Not in Kyber 1 when you have like sort of crappy teams on most of the opponents. Not as, fo not as focused on modding and data cons and stuff. It can work actually pretty decently well, but it doesn't do it. doesn't work in Kyber 1. If you had a GL, you can do JML or Mirrors. JMK Mirrors are one of the easiest. Um, they're like 90 plus percent. Java and Sith Eternal Emperor around 60. There's some Java comps that do better, 80% or so, but still you gotta play it well. Um, when you add in season 12, this is actually very, very favorable for JMK. If you put the cat no revive on JMK, Riva ain't gonna cut it anymore. She's gonna fail. Um, so, I mean, there are some ways to stop Cat from leaping altogether, but it's very complicated and speed dependent and turn order dependent, so I wouldn't depend on it. Most, most likely, um, the 80% or something success that Riva has now will go down to like 30 or 40, or even less perhaps. It'll be much more gear dependent. Um, so yeah, that's... That's basically where you are with JMK. Uh, he, he gets stronger with set 12 just because of the no revive for cat. Uh, Sith Eternal Emperor. I'm only including comps with Malak and or Savage at the minimum. If you don't have those two characters in there, Afra is gonna just kick it, uh, kick his ass. Uh, General Grievous will do it pretty easily. Yeah, and a bunch of other teams, even bounty hunters, troopers, whatever. So you sort of need Malik and or Savage to make C a difficult team on defense. Um, but with those characters in there, you are really only killing him with Afra or Riva for non-GL options. Once you add in GLs, you um, see plus Watt. I mean, some some comps you can be with no Watt, but most of them have some sort of ability blocker healing immunity. So you need Watt in there, um, or Savage or something. Uh, SLKR easily, JMK easier, Vader usually. I mean, all the GLs will beat him, except even sometimes JML will beat him, just comp dependent there. 
season 12, what's going to happen? Which added season 12 DCs to the mix? Afro will beat him better, or Afro will beat every comp very easily. Otherwise, I don't see season 12 making a huge difference. Um, like, no revive does nothing. He doesn't see, doesn't allow revives anyway. So, season 12, not a big impact, but C requires a lot of investment to do well, and you have to assume your opponent doesn't have a GL to use against it if you're looking for a hold. Ah, JML. Only looking at comps with JKL and JKR in it. Otherwise, a bunch of trash teams beat it pretty well. So, if you have those two units in there, um, you can beat it still pretty easily with Riva and with Malgus. Honestly, you can beat it with Malgus almost on auto. Probably timeout, you need to target Malgus's uh, big leaps, but those are easy wins against virtually every JML comp. Um, even without those two, you still have Grievous, Treya, Starkiller, Aphra. Um, all of those have like 50 to 70, 75%, depending on the different comps, to one-shot it. So it's not, not amazing. Um, when you add in GL, every single GL shits on JML. He just He's not a good defensive GL. He's good against stopping non-GL teams when you put a premium team with him, but J GML literally can't speak. JML is an offensive team, so I just don't see any time you want to put him on defense, really. Of course, there's the Basti watch jml combination. Have not seen it really at all this season, I think mostly because of Leia, but that's still, still a possibility in fives. It's also sort of easier to beat, you know, with CLS or something like that, because you can take out Watt right at the beginning and then beat him up. But anyway, I'm just looking at JML lead. Um, next GL. Oh yeah, sorry. Season 12, Datacrons, what do they do to JML? Not much. I mean, Afro will probably go from like 60, 70 to 100%, but that's pretty much it. SLKR. Only comps with Hux are what I'm looking at here. If you don't have Hux, you can just do Imperial Troopers for a second. Uh, so, non-GLs, JKR, JKL, Reva, Seer Malakos again kicks his ass easily. Starkiller has a few options, like 60-70%, um, but that's sort of about it for non-GL teams. When you add in GLs, I mean, you have JML, you have JMK, you have Vader. The other GLs are like 50, 60, 70%, depending on comp and stuff like that. Um, if you add in season 12 to SLKR, nothing really changes in matchup. I mean, JMK is going to dumpster him anytime. Season 12 doesn't change that. Yeah, season 12 doesn't do much for any SLKR matchups, I don't think. Last, certainly not least, is Ray. Only looking at comps with Ben and JTR. Um, so, non-GLs. Starkiller and Riposte has like 60, 70, 80, in some cases 90%. This is only with Riposte set nine or set 11, level 6 Riposte, okay? That is by far the best Datacron to use versus Starkiller. It sort of counteracts in some ways the defense stacking ones. Um, sorry, I'm just looking at those stats. There's a few niche scenarios where some DCs do better versus others, but broadly speaking, 
that's the best to use, a lot of crit damage on it, um, and you should do pretty well against the majority of ray teams. Um, gas does, you have to have a good DC and stats, and especially if there's a strong relic differential between the gas team and the ray team, gas will struggle, or if your gas team is not well modded and a little slow, you'll struggle. Um, but gas has high success rate against many ray teams. A few comps sort of stop gas, but you can easily see that in the data. Um, Sierra Malakos is quite good against like virtually everything. I would say that's like 80% success without crew or with crew, you know, it changes things up a little bit, but broadly speaking, Sierra Malakos, fantastic comp versus Ray. Any comps of Ray. If you get a if you get an intention or you get an idea here, Sierra Malakos is fantastic on offense. Very flexible, sort of a Riva level team is how I think it fits into the meta. Um, so, Ray, now if you add GLs, what GLs beat Ray? Every single GL except C beats Ray, but most people use Starkiller. That's just sort of how it is. I don't see that changing. Um, what Season 12 DCs would change? A little bit JMK no revive would make it easier, but JMK without the no revive kills her very easily anyway. Just time consuming. Um, I mean, you have healing immunity from JMK, so it's just, you, you'll work them down regardless. Jabba would kill her much faster, but Jabba kills her very easily anyway. Any of the comps Jabba will kill, you know, just more like a time thing. You can time out, but it's a very, it's not a very technically complicated fight. You just spam Ray and nom 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 everybody else. That's sort of how it goes. But Sith 12, Sith 12 doesn't do much else. For, for that setup. And that's it, I'm at the end of the GLs. I hope this informed a bit your defense planning. Um, normally I'd make a video on something like this, but we'd just be looking at stats on GG. And if you've got a question, ask in Discord, I'm happy to answer. Um, I'll put the text of all this, I think there's room to put the text of all this in the notes in the podcast, so you can you can check that out. Um, and yeah, feel free to ask if you got any questions or want clarifications, or especially if I'm wrong on something. I'd love to uh, improve my knowledge by being told that I have some details wrong. That is one of my favorite parts, so I can take that knowledge and crush my opponents. Um, and with that, good luck on your opponent crushing strategy and execution over the next few weeks, and I'll talk to you guys and girls and women, and boys, in a couple of days. Cheers and good luck.